everybody. Welcome back to the Pueblo Pigskin Podcast. As always, I'm Austin White, Chieftain Sports Reporter. And also, as always, I'm Marcus Hill, <laughs> also a Pueblo Chieftain Sports Reporter. And I've been I've been called a few other names, but I'm uh, <laughs> Chieftain Interim Sports Editor Jeff Latovsky. All right. <laughs> as always, you know, we're going to be talking a little Pueblo football. And, you know, really, Marcus kind of wrote a column earlier in the week that this is going to be probably the best week of the regular season in football for perhaps CSU Pueblo. I mean, everything all together it just kind of came all at once this week. It's going to be a great week. Uh, but before we get to that, we're going to kind of look back at last week and, you know, kind of talk about some performances. We kind of stood out and we could start with CSU Pueblo and they had a big game against Mines. And yeah, they, I think it was probably a Mines player that stood out. The right. It was, it was their Mines quarterback who, uh, really was, was just incredible on that, on that night. Uh, you know their their offense moved the ball really pretty much at will and uh, scored four four of their first five possessions and yeah. when you do that uh, you know you're up twenty eight to seven at halftime it makes it difficult uh, it wasn't it wasn't so much that CSU Pueblo made a made a, a huge amount of mistakes as just the Colorado School of Mines was was really the better team that night yeah. they were v- very well prepared they uh, they had they had no trouble running the ball passing the ball. And CSU Pueblo really moved the ball on offense, but but they just couldn't finish anything. And then of course they got a, a field goal blocked, a punt blocked. You know, when, <laughs> yeah. those, when those kind of things. That well, I mean, we, we've been watching the Denver Broncos, and the Broncos yeah. are playing okay. But they when you turn the ball over at your own five yard line, you know it's 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 a tough deal. You're not going to be able to do that. So uh, CSU Pueblo, I, you know, they have to regroup. They were in this situation last year, and we'll, we'll probably talk about that a little more. Yeah. You know who they play this week and. Uh, but their, their backs are definitely against the wall. You, just, you, you, know, you know, in Division Two, you have to almost play perfect. And uh, you know, they stumbled here early in the year. It's really surprising. But Carl School of Mines is a very good football team, very good program. And defensively, they're they're much better than I, I mean I think anybody expected them to be. And they've really improved that side of the ball. They've done they've done a good job. So you know, it's just time to move on. Yeah, you got it. When you get blown out like that, at yeah. home, you got it. <laughs> Marcus, who stood out to you last week? Well, realistically, it was three, and it was from the uh, Pueblo West yeah. game, Pueblo West, Pueblo East. Um, <clears throat> it's Jeremiah Sanchez, Chandler Mason, and um, Matt Rudd. They they absolutely went off on the ground. Um, each of them had 100 yards, 300-plus for the game. Um, it was absolutely great to see the way that they were able to adjust to East pretty much shutting down their, their aerial assault and then getting it done on the ground. I mean, that was pretty, it was pretty innovative on their part. It was great to see them be able to come over or overcome that, I should say. Yeah. I mean, like you said, I mean, it, it was like West just passing it all the time. The first three weeks, I mean, Chandler Mason had that 10 for 10 game against Mesa Ridge. I mean, they threw a well against County. So seeing those three guys go off is probably a good sight for Pueblo West. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's clearly a very good thing for them because, they, like you said, they've been they've been getting it done in the air. They haven't really needed the ground game, and then when they did need it, they were able to get it done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember Jeremiah Sanchez for the first couple of touches. Every time he got it, it was a big, either a big gain or a touchdown or a near touchdown. Like that kid absolutely went off, so that was good for them and Buderis and what he's doing over there. So it's good for them to move to four and in that way. Oh, absolutely. I mean. Uh, and the performance that stood out for me was uh, last Thursday. Jeremy uh, Barrows from Central. I mean, he was just absolutely everywhere. He had 149 yards on, I think, five carries rushing. 
That's pretty good so Yeah, yeah. So I think you'll probably take that every game. But <laughs> helps when you're playing Sierra, who's in tough times. But he had three touchdowns as well. Uh, had a pick six, so that gave him four touchdowns total for the game. I mean, he was just defense. He was out there making tackles. I mean, it was just – he was a one-man wrecking crew out there, really, for the most part. I mean, there was other guys, obviously, helping. Brandon Martin was out there and Austin Allen back on defense, their linebacker. But Jeremy Barrows, that was something to see, and they're going to need it this week when they're playing Harrison. <laughs> I mean, I'm only referring to Jeremy as Debo from now on because of that uh, – that that video that you yeah. captured, which made it made it to max preps, <laughs> there you go. To that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that kid from what I've seen in a couple games, some of his highlights, he's pretty incredible so far. And yeah. Harrison's gonna have his hands full with them, definitely. <laughs> um, not a whole lot of happiness in my voice with that one, but in all <laughs> seriousness, um, they're gonna have their hands full trying to keep a hold of him and trying to stop him from either running wild or being crazy on defense because he's got it done on both sides of the ball. Yeah, absolutely. All right, looking ahead, let's get to this week. We've got great matchups. Uh, with preps, we're going to focus on uh, Pueblo West and South because both of these games are number one teams coming down to Pueblo to play West and South. West is number three in 4A and is hosting number one Pine Creek. South is number three in 3A. They're hosting number one Palmer Ridge. And it's just, I mean, how lucky can you get that you get two number one teams same weekend, same night even? I mean, it's just, I don't even know. Yeah, it's almost like, too bad it's, it wasn't on different nights. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah so people could see nice. both games, but, yeah. uh, you know, South's playing at the Thunder Bowl and then, uh, you know, uh, West West is playing at their home field. And that's, a, that's a big weekend in Pueblo. I don't think, I don't think, you know, I've been here for this 29 years. I don't think we've ever had, you know, where, there's such big games involving top ten opponents, you know, in 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 one night and maybe yeah. two nights, you know, counting. Well, you count Thursday East East plays Discovery Canyon, yeah. which is, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's going to be a tremendous week and and for prep and college football, and yeah. it's just exciting to be a part of it. Yeah, I mean, we could start with South uh, in three A. They're bringing in Palmer Ridge. Uh, Marks, you want to kind of look at that matchup for us? Started off. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, South's coming off their bye week. They were three and zero heading into this week, heading into this game. Um, Palmer Ridge, obviously the beast of three A. They're number one, um, not number one in the RPI though. They're number eight. South is actually number one in the RPI. So, mm-hmm. hey. there you go. Goodies galore in that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but Palmer Ridge, they they. Offense, defense, special teams, sidelines, shoes, shoelaces, they, they're just all around a great team. Um, obviously, that's how they were able to come out here with the title last year. They've got, a, I don't want to necessarily call it a dual threat in QB because they have a quarterback situation of their own going on. I don't know what the issue is, but I, I don't know. think anyone does, really. Yeah, it's it's... It's peculiar. That's the best way I could put it. I don't know too much about it, but I know that um, Roberson is the quarterback right now, and he's looked pretty solid filling in. So um, talked to Goddard, I believe it was this time last week, and you know he was telling me that the per- they're, they're stout, and like South's going to have their hands full. Like They're not backing down by any means. Like they're, yeah. they're absolutely ready for this game. This isn't like last year when it was not quite as close. Um, yeah. South is a lot more battle-tested, battle-proven. Logan looks comfortable in the pocket. 
he's getting things done with his legs. I mean, he had four touchdowns against Discovery Canyon, including yeah. his longest of the season, which was 44 yards. Um, they're they're ready for this one. Like, it's not going to be a game how it was last year where Paul Ridge puts up 80 in two games and then South doesn't even cross 20. Yeah, I don't think it'll be that way either. I mean, looking at it, like, I mean, South – I think one of the biggest keys is going to be to you know keep it out of Roberson's hands. The Palmer Ridge kid, he, he's a quarterback right now, but he's also you know he's a great run threat. He's receiving. I mean, he's got I don't know how many total yards, but he's been everywhere. And against East, he was just completely a beast. I mean, he had I think I think at least four touchdowns in that game. But uh, South, the key is going to be I think they kind of need to look like County this week, maybe and you know run the ball, try to keep it out of Palmer Ridge's hands keep it out of Rob- mm-hmm. Roberson's hands. And they have the guys to do it because uh, so looking at the numbers. George Longoria, uh, South's running back, he's got 458 rush yards, which ranks third in 3A right now, and he's only played three games. And then uh, Pettit's 626 total yards ranks uh, eighth in 3A. So if those two can, you know, kind of help out that run game and keep the ball on South side, I think that'll help at least, you know, like you said, last year Palmer Ridge put up 40 in both games. So if South can keep it out of their hands and you know just make it tighter, like a like a county game, like a right. you know like a Monte Pinkerton type of game, I mean that'll give South a better chance, I think. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head with you know the key to this game. I mean the, the one the one thing about Palm Ridge is they're they're huge. Yeah, they're big in the offensive and defensive lines, and it's going to be hard to move them. So it's, you know space is going to be an issue in this game. You got to find <laughs> find some yeah. space. You know. But, you, you know, and if it comes down to if South has to run the ball and, and take three yards, three yards, three yards, and, you know, and, and just keep moving the chains and, and keep the ball away from them, and then they're going to have to finish. You're going to have to finish because Palmer Ridge is going to score. You know they're going to score. It sort of reminds me a little bit of the Colorado School of Mines, what, they, what they're capable of doing. They're, they're, and maybe like the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, th- these, teams are, these teams are scoring machines. You know they have they have kids and athletes all over the field, and so to, to be able to battle that, you're going to have to control the time of possession, and you're going to have to finish when you when you have the ball on offense and move it in. Um, you know it's just it should be a tremendous game. The, the 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 thing to watch in this game, I think, is watch the South defensive line against Palmer Ridge offense yeah. offensive line because that's the strength of this team. Their defensive line. Is, is very good. They have very good players. They've held up very well so far, you know. But they're they're going to have to hold up even even more in this game <laughs> because Palmer Ridge, you know, they come at you and they, they run that, you know, everything's everything's fast. You know, they want they want to get up and down the field as quick as possible, and you know, hopefully they're in shape. You know, they should be in shape <laughs> by this by this time of, of the year. It should be a tremendous game. I agree. I mean the. Those Smith brothers on the defensive line, I mean, they, last week, or, well, two weeks ago, they had that, what was it, Andy stripped it and then Ian took it back? I believe, this is the part where it's difficult to have to, uh, I believe <laughs> Andy scored it, and the Smith brothers, they, they, they did, they scored it, yeah. They combined for a touchdown. They combined for a touchdown. It's going to be difficult because, well, obviously, yeah. it'll be a tough one, but Let's see. Palmer Ridge has scored 148 points this season and only given up eight. And that eight came last week against Sand Creek, and I believe it was a uh, late fourth quarter. Yeah, it was the game was very much out of reach at that point, and 
Um, yeah, running the ball will probably be the best option because, you know, you don't want to give Palm Ridge too many possessions because, obviously, if they get the ball, more likely than not, they're going to score. Whether it's three or whether it's six or seven, they're going to get the ball into the end zone. So, yeah. Let's pick it. What are you guys thinking? You know what? I think I think South's going to be able to score a couple times. I, you know, and I, I don't think it's going to be a real high-scoring game. You know, I, I, I you know, then South's going to... They're going to have to get a couple turnovers to really make this close, and I think they get one or two. But I still think Palm Ridge is, uh, you know, too powerful. They're, I think it's twenty-four, fourteen, some, some of that nature, about a ten-point spread. And uh, you know, I, I think South will show well, and this could be a you know state championship preview, no doubt about yeah. it. In um, the same location, too. And yeah, it could be. Yeah, that's why these <laughs> teams want. They love to play at the Thunder Bowl yeah. and. <laughs> yeah, we could. We're going to have, the, of course, the three A and two A state championships here back in Pueblo. So uh, it just might be a, a, a preview of what we'll see in a couple months. Yeah. Yeah, this, this is obviously going to be one of South's toughest tests of the season, of the regular season. That is. Um, I think Palmer Ridge gets the edge, probably late score, whatever it may be. But I got the win in twenty eight twenty seven. Ooh. I'm going to go with Palmer Ridge as well. Uh, I think South will try to run it, you know, keep the possessions low. So I don't think Palmer Ridge will go crazy like they have these first three weeks. But Palmer Ridge is great right now. They're on a roll. South, they did have their bye week too, which I think is cool. I mean, to help, you know, get them rest up and, you know, give them more time to look at Palmer Ridge. But I'm going to take the Bears still. It's maybe like 27-20, one score. And, you know, we'll see them probably again in a couple of months, I would think. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. Let's go, why don't we talk about CC Pueblo next? They got, uh, speaking of a great week, I mean, they got, what was it, Commerce, what are they ranked? Like number, Texas, number 12, number, 11, number 9, number 11. 11. Yeah. Um, CSU Pueblo got, you know, they're coming off this loss to mines. It's real similar, to, very similar. To, it's exactly the same as last year. Where, yeah. Except they, they lost Carl Mines up in Golden. And real similar way, you know, to 20, you know, two or three touchdowns and, and really didn't didn't play well and made some mistakes and and then they they were had their backs against the wall and that's what's going to happen this week. You can't lose two games in Division Two football and expect to get into the playoffs. So Texas A&M Commerce comes in. That's a powerful team. They come out of the Lone Star Conference. They're they're one of the you know they're always in the top ten or fifteen in the country. They have great athletes all over the field. Uh, CSU Polo is going to have to you know combat that. And they're going to have to figure out a way. You know, the one thing CSU Polo's had some injuries. They got to figure out, you know, who's going to run the football. And uh, Austin Meach has really been the only healthy one over the yeah. first three weeks. And we'll see. We'll see if some, you know, they'll get some help. Maybe Marcus Lindsay or a couple other guys may come back. Maybe Pennick. You know, Pennick's got a got some got some issues as well. Um, you know, uh, I think they they they're, they're going to have to move the. I think it's going to be similar. Uh, to West is Texas A and M Commerce. Is not a great defense. They give up points, but the trouble is trying to stop them and, and try to stay with them. Yeah. And after last week, when CSU Pueblo's defense was really torched by Colorado School of Mines, uh, you know their psyche's got to be, you know, te- going to be tested this week. And but you know what? When your back's against the wall, and, and this a, this a must win because last year what happened? They went on. They, they beat West Texas down there in really rainy conditions and really nasty conditions. And then they ran the table. They won eight in a row to get in the playoffs. So it's identical to last year. You have to win this game and then just take week to week to week. And, and that's what this team does anyway. Um, 
but it's it's gonna luckily it's here in Pueblo, you know, so so you don't have to go make that flight to Texas. And that, you know that was one of the signature wins of, of of this of this tenure for for John Riskin was, you know, they, at the time last year this team the Lions yeah. were number one in the country, so uh, number eleven now CSU Pueblo dropped you know quite a bit in the rankings from number nine to twenty, and and really it was real sort of interesting to watch that Carl Mines didn't didn't move up that much. They, I think mm-hmm. they moved from 17 to 13, but it's, it's tough to break into that top 15 because nobody loses. Yeah. I think CSU Pueblo was the only team in the top 15 that got beat last week, so everybody else is undefeated. Division two football is, is at the, especially at the top, it's like it's like going against the SEC. You know, there's some, there's some <laughs> yeah. very, very good teams in Division two football that, that, you know, continually year after year, Valdez State's a defending champ out of Georgia. There's a Michigan team in there. There's there's some very good teams in, in Division Two football, so yeah. Pac's got to strap it on. That's yeah. all there is to it. They have to flush what happened last week and and get and get after it this week. Yeah, I mean, like you're kind of saying with all these injuries and especially running back. But I remember, I remember last year. I mean, Marcus Lindsay had the game-winning score against. Right. So I mean, maybe they could find some success <laughs> with him again. I mean, it's already looked very similar to last season, so maybe they could find yeah. some similar routes. Similar holes, potentially. And just pull up the story from last year and just put some new names in it. And, and, <laughs> yeah. and new, new score. And, there you go. You know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Yeah, throwing Kitna, how many yards he has. There you go. Yeah. I mean, it should be a pretty interesting watch because, like you guys were saying, this is almost the exact same thing, exact same situation, rankings, like everything is almost the same. But this year, I feel like this one means a lot more to CSU Pueblo just because... I'm pretty sure they were expecting to win last week, and then they they came out. What was it, thirty-eight fourteen last week? Something like thirty-four fourteen. Thirty-four fourteen. Thirty-four fourteen. So I highly doubt they expected that, especially at home with the red out. Everybody there, first home game. That's probably not what they were expecting. So this week they're probably going to come with the heat. They're coming heavy, and they are going to start from the get go. Like I don't think it'll be a they got off to a solid start last week, but then that was essentially it until near the end of the game. Yeah. And I, I think that they'll be a lot more prepared this year, or excuse me, this week, and then going up against Texas Commerce. Um, they they know what they know what this is. They know that this is almost a must win. They were not. Yeah. Okay. I mean, maybe maybe Briston's just a mad genius and. You know, just liked what happened last season so much. He's like, oh, man, uh, no, we'll lose the minds, you know. It'll be fine. We'll just get the guys inspired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the way to go gray hair, man. You know, like, yeah. no. It's no fun. No, not really. But, I mean, it'll be fun to see if they can pull off that win and keep getting on a roll like they did last year because that was and, – and try to get guys back, too, because we were talking preseason how good this team yeah. could be. Yeah. But yeah. It, it seems like been, injuries have really Injuries have yeah, really taken their toll. Yeah. Lost, you know, they lost a starting quarterback in the first game. They lost <laughs> – Like the first lost, half. You know, they're, they're running back in the, in the second game. And another running back in the third game. Uh, they're top, top wide receiver in the second game, a, a backup linebacker. Um, it's, just, just, it's just been uh, – you know, but they, they don't. They never make excuses out there. They, yeah. they it's always second man, next man up, and you know what? You got to perform, and we're going to put you in that situation. And uh, you know, hopefully, the, hopefully the coaches get, uh, get those get those get, get this defense really to, to really flush what happened last week, and and really really play a better game. I think they will. Yeah. What's your pick? 
Uh, you know what? I think I think it's it comes down. Both these, both these teams are going to be able to score. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it could be. I think it's thirty-one twenty-four CSU Pueblo. Yeah. Um, you know they, they get their offense rolling a little bit. They they get a lead and they and they hold it, and then they then they sort of just have to you know find out find a way to win this game no matter what it takes. Yeah. Marcus, how about you? That's about the realm that I'm in. Um, yeah. I know this one's probably going to be pretty high scoring, um, but the pack definitely gets this one. They're going to win 38-33. 38-33. All right. I am going to disagree with the group just because I think. Controversy. <laughs> just the injuries just scare me for CSU Pueblo. I mean, that's a lot to try to replace. I mean, and with Michi being the only healthy back, I mean, some other guys will probably suit up, but it's going to be tough. At Texas A&M was coming off a championship last year. They probably lost some guys. This year, I'm going to guess they might be a little bit reloaded. So I think this will be another tough one out there. I'm going to go with uh, Texas A&M Commerce 34-31. Got it. <laughs> All right. We'll head back to preps now in our other one versus three matchup. This one in 4A, Pine Creek's coming to town. Uh, they just played Valor at home last week and had a halftime lead on Valor, 14-3. They lost the game 24-14 eventually, but that's going to be a tall task for a West team that already doesn't like Pine Creek. Yeah, and... You know, they lost to them. Well, Pueblo West lost to Pine Creek last season. I believe it was 21-9. to um, That was the fewest points they scored all season. And after that, they absolutely demolished the rest of the league. Um, I believe it was running clock the rest of the way. Um, this season, they seem to just – they have it flowing, whether it's offense, defense, run game, pass game, whatever it needs to be. They are exactly where they need to be and where they want to be. I doubt they've peaked yet, but I'm pretty positive this is where Buderis wants them. Um, like you said, last year or last week, the aerial assault didn't work for them, so they went to the ground game and they managed to get 300 plus yards out of it. So <laughs> that's a pretty impressive thing to do. Um, yeah. Now, against Pine Creek, one of the top defenses is just one of the top teams in 4A period. Um, Obviously, it won't be as simple to make that adjustment, but I think the West is going to be able to find a way to make that make that work against them, whatever it is, whether they need to abandon the run game. Don't see that happening, but whether they need to abandon the run game or the pass, um, whether they have to rely on the defense, which may be the likely situation in this case. Um, it'll, it's going to be a tough one, but you know, for West's benefit, at least they're at home. Yeah. I mean, West, like, preseason, we were talking about how much their defense lost, but really looking at it, I mean, the defense, those guys have stepped up into those roles, and they, I mean, they held East last week, I think, to 10. Mesa Ridge didn't score on them, held County to 3, held Fruita to 10. The defense has stepped up, and they're going to, they're, they're, this is going to be their biggest challenge so far this season with uh, David Moore the third on uh, Pine Creek's team. He's a D1 talent, I Saw that he was visiting with CSU. The guy's been there like eight years. I mean, <laughs> seems like it. He's finally it lists him as a senior on Max Prep, so this this should be his final year. You know, I covered him <laughs> when he was a freshman four years ago in, the, in this game. Wow, yeah, you know, seeing him play, and he's so, still running wild. Yeah, <laughs> red shirt senior over there. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's got six hundred and fifty-one uh, uh, total yards, which ranks ninth in four A, but. To West credit, that Chandler Mason has just been absolutely great. I mean, last week he was one of those with 100 yards or over 100 yards rushing. He's got 827 total yards, which is fifth in 4A. So 
That's this fifth? Yeah. Shh. I know, right? <laughs> I didn't even really pay attention to the ones above him. But those, those two, that'll be a great bat, offensive battle. See what Chandler can do through the air or with his legs. And David Moore third, the same thing. I think he had an 80-yard touchdown run against Valor last week, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, so those two are going to be really the two guys, I think, to watch in this one. And if West can try to do something to this Pine Creek team, because, I mean, they've only turned the ball over twice, but West has only turned the ball over twice. So I don't know if you're going to see many turnovers either. Well, we, we saw a couple years ago that uh, how South played Pine Creek and won a state title, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, right? Mm-hmm. So they, they, showed the, they showed the way to beat this Pine Creek team is you need to jump on them early, get a lead, you know, force them to be stop the run, you know, stop David Moore and slow him down. You're not going to stop him completely, but slow him down and really force them to be one-dimensional. If, if that can happen, then I think Pueblo West has, has an opportunity to win this game. You know, the, the crowd's gonna be massive. Yeah. Gonna, they're, it's gonna be crazy out there. Um, but they're in a similar situation south. They have to be able to control the ball and keep the ball away from Pine Creek. And, and they're gonna have to produce and score. You know, we, we've seen, you know, the Baderas, I mean, Pueblo West, and so they sort of have Monty Pinkerton you know, similarities where they, 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 they'll go for things on fourth down, they'll take some chances, they'll, they'll onside kick here and there, you know, do some things that, that you might not do in normal games, you know, but you, you, I think they're going to have to score really, and, and uh, I, I still don't, this is a team that, man, Pueblo just hasn't been able to go, get over the hump against this team. I think they played them four or five times in the last five or six, seven years. And it's been difficult to, you know, it's, it's, it's like a it's psyche. It's in, it's in their head. You know, we have to find it. That's why I'm saying if Pueblo West could score early and to get some momentum, you know, then, then they might do it. Up. You know, my prediction, I still, I still don't think they can do it. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, I mean, yeah, the, I'm, I'm showing you how, how you know, I gave you the, the map to how, how, <laughs> how this can happen. Yeah. But uh, I think Pine Creek wins it. You know, I think, I think it would be a high-scoring game because I think both teams – both teams are really good offensively, yeah. and and we'll see what they can do defensively. I I, I, say, I think it's gonna be twenty eight twenty one Pine Creek, but yeah. you know, like I said, Pueblo West gets off off early, could be the opposite twenty eight twenty one. Yeah, you know, I'm sort of on the fence as you can tell. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a good. One. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean that that's about where I'm at. Um, like I really believe in what West has done this season. Their offenses look terrific. I've seen them in person, looked at the stats, read the stories. Um, but Pine Creek, they're just a different animal. Um, they, they've got so much up front. They've got size. They've got, they had a great game against Valor, and that's one of 5A's absolute darlings. So, and they were ahead, what, 14-3? So, I mean, they looked in pretty good position to win that game. Um, uh, I got to give Pine Creek the slight edge of this one. 30-27. I will happily take it if I'm wrong, though. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm going to disagree again with you guys. I think this is going to be the year that Pueblo West gets over that hump. Uh, just seeing this offense and everything that they can do. I mean, with Chandler through the air to Dawson Minigotti. I mean, on the run, Jeremy Sanchez is fast as a lightning bolt. I mean, Chandler Mason is big and can run. Matt Rudd's great. I think that they can. They have the talent finally to pull it off, and I think their defense I love defense. I'm gonna <laughs> that that Super Bowl Fifty Broncos team convinced me forever in the rest of my life. So <laughs> the Pueblo West defense, I think they'll be able to find a way to stop David or slow down David Moore, and then pick up. And I think being at home is gonna be a huge factor. 
Plus, I think it's tough to come off a game when you're playing Valor to go on the road and play another great team that Bubble West is. So mm-hmm. I'm going to take the Cyclones. Let's go 31-27. Let's yeah, I think we may have to scramble to see when's the last time Pine Creek lost two in a row. Yeah, <laughs> that's um, probably, probably why. That's probably been a while. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. All right, looking around, uh, some of the rest of the games. Uh, uh, looking on Friday, <laughs> we got a couple more. Couple more games on Friday uh, over at Dutch. We got Centennial hosting Kent Denver. Uh, last year, this game went to overtime and Centennial lost up there in Kent Denver. But uh, you know it's been tough for Centennial. They're 0 three so far. Got shut out last week against Harrison. Still working a lot of young guys in, and they're playing a two way team. That's it's two way, but this is an experienced team, and they know what they're doing. Right. Power running team. So I don't. This will be tough for Centennial. I think Kent Denver is going to get it. Maybe 2013, something like that. Yeah, you know, this uh, it's interesting because, you know, it's a couple of years ago, Centennial was a 4A school. Ken Denver's always been, a, almost always been a 2A school. But it's all, they're always in like the final four or the final eight. You know, so, you know, always been, always been there in the playoffs. And just a, just a very, very good small school team that's disciplined, you know, does things right. Centennial's still trying to find its ground. You know, they're trying to, they're trying to figure out. You know who who can play what, who can do what, and you know it's it, it's a good thing that really they have they have five you know these five games before the league starts that so they can they can get their footing and and figure out what their strengths and weaknesses are. It's, it's we we knew this was going to be a, a, a tough year for them with a young team. Um, I don't I, I think in similar fashion I think it's a two touchdown game. You know twenty eight fourteen. Uh, hopefully Centennial gets on the board and tries to find they need to find something offensively they need to they need to figure it out and whether that be you know moving the ball three yards at a time whatever it takes and then hitting maybe a little screen pass something like that you know be a little you know have have some have some ability to, to, to strike through the air as well as running run the football but come it comes down to that offensive defensive lines yeah. once again and Ken Denver is just a just a fundamentally sound team. Yeah. You know, it's gonna be a tough, tough, yeah. tough go for for the, for the Bulldogs. Yeah. yeah, Centennial's missing some of his big dogs from last season, and um, big yeah, he caught. <laughs> I caught. Yeah, I caught, yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's been a tough start to the year for him. Um, going out there to Colorado Springs last week against Harrison, I didn't expect a shutout, but I'm sure they did either. Um, hopefully they can put a couple scores up on the board this week. <clears throat> um, but I'm still giving Kent Denver the win in this one twenty-eight fifteen. It's going to be a tough one for them. Yeah. Also on Friday night, uh, we got County. They're going to be at home against Mitchell, which uh, Mitchell is probably in a similar spot that Sierra's been in, just kind of spring school that's on the down instead of the up. Uh, Central went up there and beat them 50 to 50, 50 to 15 a couple weeks ago and I think County and Central have been kind of similar in ways like they're the kind of a level they're at so I expect County to kind of run literally run away with this one with a Jose Hanford on the ground I'm taking the Hornets I think it gets to a running clock I'm gonna say 48 zero yeah I think you're I think you're right it's uh you know County's sort of licking its wounds from going to rifle and you guys are right that now, last week I picked County, and I, I really thought they might step up. But you know, Rifle's a tough—it's yeah. a tough road trip, and it's—it's it's a very good team. And and uh, you know, County just couldn't keep up with them. I mean, it was a team that scored a lot of points, and County did their their share. Yeah. You know, they, they scored some points, and they it's put some points up there. 
they're going to find out, you know, they're going to put up some big points this week. I, oh, yeah. I think, I don't know if they get to 50. Um, Monty's not the kind of guy that's going to run things up, you know, but I, I think they do get to the, close to the running clock. I'll say, I'll say it's going to be 38 to 6. I mean, Mitchell gets a, you know, runs back a, you know, fumble or a, a muff or something, gets on the board late. I think County's going to have to do its best to not get to 50 because um, <laughs> this is going to be a tough one for Mitchell. Um, I don't have County getting 50, but I do have them winning big. Um, 41-20, Mitchell is just a they're, – they're, they're not a solid program at the moment. Like you said, they're in the, in the, in the process of rebuilding their team. But, um, yeah, County, this is a good one for them to get on to the – back to the W side of the column. All right. And then Saturday, we're going to have Central. They're hosting Harrison. Marcus is already <laughs> shaking his head. <laughs> I mean, this is, I mean, there's no ranked opponents here, but this is a great matchup, too, because Harrison is a playoff team from last year. Yep. I mean, Central, that's where they're trying to get. Uh, I think Central's speed has just been outstanding, and I think that's going to be to their advantage, and they'll be able to take care of a Harrison team that's, you know, replacing a lot of guys kind of in a similar sense of Centennial, like we talked about last week, so... I think Central's seniority and their speed gets it done. I'm going to say 34-20 Central. Yeah, I was going to go like 30-12, to 12, I think. Uh, you know, Harrison, had, they still have they still have some athletes. They can, oh, yeah. they can score. And they can really they have guys that can score on any, from anywhere on the field. It's just a matter of their, whether their front line does their job, you know, blocks for these guys. You know, I've, I've, seen, I've seen a lot of their games where they, they – have some guys yelling and screaming at each other, hey, block for me, you know, and let me get, let me get some openings. And say, you know, Central's on a high right now. They're playing well. They, 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 they've started the season great and, uh, you know, haven't played some you know, great teams. I think, I think what the, there's one win between the, the three teams yeah. they've played. Yeah. You know, so, uh, you know, this is another chance for Central to really flex their muscles a little bit and show, you know what, these are the games we're supposed to win, so they should win. And, and I think they, they do that this week. Well, obviously got to disagree with you guys. Um, no, Central has been absolutely hot. Um, I've seen them play a couple times. Like you were saying, Austin, their speed is just incredible this year. Um, Jeremy can get it done on both ends. Like They've got great offense. The defense has been there. To me, it doesn't necessarily matter that they've done this against not a stout teams because you know if the potential is there, it's there. And they've shown that they're capable of doing something. At the same time, Harrison, while they are still um, not quite rebuilding but replacing pieces from last year, um, they still look pretty solid as well. Uh, they have a great run game. They got it done against Centennial last week and were able to do so on defense as well. Um, got to keep it close, but of course you know who I'm picking. 30-28 <laughs> Harrison. All right. That's, a, that's, that's hard, hard against head. Right there. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I will happily take that in this case. Happily go with this one. There you go. Uh, just one last game. Uh, Dolores Huerta is at home. Uh, they lost last week. Uh, uh, head coach James Cassius told me that uh, his center has been hurt the past couple of weeks, which has led to some tough snaps, some fumbles, and turnovers. Which I mean, I, people underestimate how tough it is just to snap the ball. But oh, yeah. especially when you're running the shotgun. Yeah, exactly. They like running the shotgun. So. Yeah. So, you know, you get the ball to Winston and let him do his thing. Yeah. You know, it's been, it's been a rough year for, you know, DHP, they, they haven't had great numbers, so 
that's been difficult for them, you know, to try to, and then when you, you get an injury or two, yeah. you know, the key guys, that they, they use a couple, a lot of guys go both ways on that team, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so it, it, we'll, we'll see what happens, what they can do, I don't know. You know, hopefully, you know, they're going to win sometime, you know, hopefully this year. I mean, they've had, they've played some really good teams yeah. to this point. They, you know, they're, they've shown that they're capable of scoring, but yeah. um, I, don't, I don't know if they can, you know, if they can hang with this team and, you know, I, I look for it to be similar. You know, they scored two or three touchdowns, but they lose by 10, you know, 10 or 14. Yeah. I mean, that's just sort of the way, way it's been this year. You know, you sort of get in that rut and one of these weeks, you know, things might click. Yeah. And that's what they're waiting on. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's about the gist that I'm going with. Um, <laughs> I don't think people appreciate or understand how difficult it is to play center. I was obviously never a center myself. But, um, like, yeah, it's crucial. Obviously, the play doesn't go without the ball being in the right person's hands. If you can't get the ball there, then that's really difficult. So that's a challenge in itself that they have just among themselves. And then keeping Sargent off the board is going to be no easy task either. So this is going to be another rough outing for him. Uh, got Sargent going 35-20. All right. I mean, the Broncos fans know how hard it is to snap the ball. Mm. Super Bowl 48. <laughs> it's a Seahawks. So. There you go. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's all we got this week. Uh, thank you guys for watching. Uh, we'll be here same time next week. Uh, thanks again for watching.